Hi, how are you doing? It's time to the party where we're going to fill our pop culture holes with stuff we missed the first time now, around and haven't seen. If and only... it's way past time to talk about it with anybody because they'll be like, why do you want to talk to me about that? That shit is old as fuck. And this time we are watching some shit that's old as fuck. I wish the main character in this movie actually talked like that the whole time. Mm. <laughs> hey, how are you doing? I'm, I'm visible. Invisible man. Oh, look at me. I made an apple <laughs> fly through the air. Who holding the apple? Not me. I'm going to rule the world. Oh, my. You can't see my boner, but it's right in front of your face. Yeah, this time is 1933's Claude Rains, The Invisible Man. Yeah, directed by James Whale, the same guy did uh, the two Frankenstein movies that we done talked about. So, Bill. Yes. One of the answers is obvious to this. Uh, one, I don't know if you'll get it or not. Okay. The other one. Now, who do you think has been in the most movies, at least that I can think of, that we've done episodes on? Now, is it Claude Rains officially? Claude Rains is one of them. He's tied with somebody Connor? else. Yep. Is that the other one? Yep. Yeah, just because, yeah, well, that's the, I know the Frankenstein movies. Can you name enough. the movies that we watched with them in it? Oh, well, now, that's right, because you pointed out Uno Connor, she was also in Robin Hood. Yeah. Because I was just going to say the two Frankenstein movies in this, so that's at least four. She wasn't in the first Frankenstein. Oh, no, that's right. Oh, so that's three. Yeah, okay. So, Invisible Man. Yeah, Invisible Bride Man, Frank, Frank, Bride Frankenstein, Robin Hood. Robin Hood. She was in one other, at least I, I'm pretty sure she was. Which one? Can you guess? No, I can't even begin to. She didn't play a lady. She Uno Connor played a man or a dog? I, if I remember correctly. Which movie? The Old Dark House. Wasn't oh, she the grandpa that, in oh, that? Because right, this is technically our fourth James Whale movie, so that kind of makes sense that she would have... Yeah, okay, she I, she may have been Can you that. name all the Claude Rains movies we've seen? Oh, God. Oh, that's right, because he's in Robin Hood, too. He's in Robin Hood. Wow, Robin Hood. An invisible Man, obviously. Uh, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. And one more... Victor Victoria? No, Bill. Come on. Last Starfighter? It's, it's the favorite role I've seen him in so far. Oh, Casablanca. Oh, we've seen five with him then. Yeah. Wait. Oh, wait, wait no, 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 four. We said Robin Hood already. Yeah, Robin yeah. Hood. Yeah, four. Oh, it's, oh, Robin, oh, so you're saying your favorite is Robin Hood? Yeah. Okay, yeah, he's good Robin Hood. He's fucking awesome. Yeah, Claude Rains. Claude you know Rains is I a national treasure. I didn't know much about or anything really about Claude Rains before. I fucking love Claude Rains. Yeah? Fucking, this dude is awesome. Just because his every personal movie, history? He's, every, no, every movie he's in, he fucking massacres it. Yeah, he has that genteel, the voice is great. He Like, was, I was like, expecting, like, when I was like, what is the Invisible Man going to sound like when he's talking like this? But that's <laughs> that's that's him from fucking, uh, <laughs> you know, he, he was, oh, Robin Hood, you're so fancy. He was a much more effeminate in Robin Hood. You know what? But I it, guess that's true, but I didn't. <laughs> I just pictured the Invisible Man. Where he's just—he sounds like the gay guy from Kids in the Hall. He's just like, "Hello, there. yes, yes, hello." Is that you a can different... see me. That's what man. His voice in this movie—he's like. This is actually Very my favorite. Down here. This is probably the best of the Universal Classic movies, just because it's got the best "quote unquote" monster. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny because it's not even a monster; it's just a crazy guy fighting to save his soul, and it's just Claude Rains losing his shit in this movie, being an asshole. Yeah. And it's fucking great. Yeah. Uh, so it starts with the opening credits. It's all films back then. Then yeah, uh, some sweet wind blowing sound effects. Stock wind the same sound two effects. sound effects yeah. just layered on top yeah, of each other. Yeah, it sounds like a Nintendo 64 game. Yeah. And it's some cold ass winter. And some dude walking through the show. <laughs> I like my first no- note is oh fuck, it's Claude Rains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got he's gotta go into Erring a half a mile, and then there's a bar. Piping. 
IP? Technically, yeah. Oh. Also, that's an error. Oh, I must have read... What? They only say the name town's name like once in the whole movie, but I think I I, I think it is supposed to be Iping. Oh, okay. I don't even know if it's a real town, but yeah, just I, mean, I just read notes. the song wrong. Um, the sign wrong then. Uh, technically, should not that be a one half kilometer? Boing, because it takes place in England. I'm just throwing out. Just throwing out. Uh, so he goes through a bar. <laughs> there's a okay, bar, yeah. and there's people talking. I'm trying to drain you of any enthusiasm for this movie. They found some kid ten feet deep in a snow pot. This is a they Disneyland a... version of a British, because yeah. it's so cartoony and caricatured. Yeah. They put a fire hose in, turned it on backwards, and sucked him out. Hey, yo, <laughs> asshole, that's not how fire hoses work. Wait, what? You can't turn a fire hose on backwards. What are we talking about fire hoses? That's what two of the dudes in the bar are talking about. Oh, I didn't even... I've never caught that. They found some kid in a snowbank 10 feet under the snow, and they stuck a fire hose in and turned it on backwards and sucked them out. I've never heard of that. That's hilarious. Okay, yeah. I've seen this movie a dozen times. I've never noticed that. Yeah. goggles man comes walking in and just fucking leaves the door hanging open. Is this the stick, too, where you have a guy playing piano, but it turns out he's just playing a a player piano, and the guys are playing darts, and it's a bunch of British dudes, like a little hats and like it's a typical old timey bar yeah and it was all this then kind of like yeah please uh, yeah and he's like i want a room with a fire and uno connor comes out like, we don't have a room ready this time of the year we're not used to it and it's like oh good this lady uh i don't know if this would be a plus or a minus for you it's a minus she's so nah, she uh, only exists to be in this movie is to be herself be uno fucking hardcore minus yeah but i love claude rains he shows up he's got the fake paper mache nose yeah. with like the fake nostrils that no one even seems to like comment on or anything like that yeah. <laughs> she, he's like you can make one ready and she's like all right uh, and he's like, I don't need a private fitting Pretty room presumptuous. as well. I mean, and it's middle like, winter. Okay. Could, it would be easy to assume that the rooms would be all filled Certainly. up. Certainly. Yeah. Uh, they go up to the room, uh, and she's like, Can I take your coat and hat and give them a nice trine? No. I shall keep them on. Uh, he's like, Yeah, hey. super gruff, man. Yeah. yeah. He's like, Any way to get my shit? And she's like, Nah, not tonight. He's yeah, like, wait Bring me food. Because it's like fucking like, midnight. Fucking night. Yeah, what are you going to do in the middle of a snowstorm? Is there a key to the door? Oh, no, sir. No key to the door. Uh, she brings him some food, but she forgot the mustard. This is, yeah, my note here is this proof that mustard does no good. <laughs> I hate mustard. This mu- mustard fucks Fuck you. Up. Mustard is great. It can be in small Not doses. Not brown mustard. Brown mustard is bullshit. I hate Dijon French's mustard. Ye- oh, Dijon mustard is the worst. Uh, I love yellow mustard. I used to eat mustard. I like... <laughs> Just like I squirt it out of no, no, a bottle? No. I'd get some, you know, fucking lunch meat yeah and squirt mustard on both sides of the bread and just eat that wow okay i used to do that i was mayonnaise. a weird kid i also ate sardines when i was like five wow okay gross huh no thank you okay, your life now i see salt and now i just see cans of sardines at the store i'm like wow i was about to say i mean i as a kid i used to I eat think, rock salt so i think it was partially though because it grossed out my sister so like <laughs> ugh Daniel's eating sardines again I'm like ha ha also the idea that a kid could even really get their hands on sardines that often my parents cracks would me buy up. them for me because I really? wanted to eat sardines <laughs> wow you were a fucking weird kid yeah yeah oh god uh, anyway yeah so, so she brings the mustard back up to his room and he oh, covers yeah, cause his face. Yeah, she just brought up dinner, but she forgot the mustard. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, I told nobody to disturb me. And she's like, fuck all your bastard. And he's like, all right, get the fuck he out of the here. Whole team. He's just holding the, yeah, the napkin in front of his face. Yeah, I should that, probably yeah. say that instead of just <laughs> miming what he's <laughs> exactly, doing. Exactly, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's acting like a goon. They would have already been totally within the rights to say, you know what, we have a room, but you're fucking weird. Get the fuck out of here. But Yeah, yeah and it turns out he's invisible. 
because he drops the napkin even... down. Oh, There's so a, we, as the really audience, see that? shot of yeah. him invisible. Oh, okay. And then you see Uno Connor downstairs talking to everybody. He's like, Pandate's all the way up his head. No blood. Must have been a horrible accident. And fucking one of the... The other cartoon uh, pub guys are all like, yeah. Like, must have bumped his head on prison wall getting over. And then fucking we get a scene of some sciencey guy doing some sciencey shit. Uh, again, it's a wonderful life. This is Clarence the Angel. Just throwing uh, it out there. I, this, knew, yeah, I, this, I knew he was familiar. Yeah. Aside from kind of looking like just generic, uh, like Le- old Leslie guy. Nielsen's yeah, white hair. Dad. Oh, science, 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 science. My nose sure is massive. It kind of, yeah, he looks like a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, so fucking his. Flora, his daughter, comes in and is like, Oh, Dad, we must find Jack. And he's like, I ah, he said he was going to be gone for a long time. Have you ever seen Titanic? The movie oh, Titanic. Oh, oh she, so she was also in Old Dark House. Wait, is that what she was in? This, like, glorious... Actually, yeah, she was in. Yeah, she was in Old Dark House, yeah. Was she? Yeah, because yeah. this, this glorious dude who, play, who oh, okay. plays old uh, Kate Winslet in Titanic, yeah. yeah. Who just died a couple of years ago. It's funny to think that somebody who played Claude Rains' love interest in a movie was all alive just like three years yeah. ago. Yeah. And uh, um, then Flora. Uh, uh, Flora? Kemp comes in is like, and her dad is like, oh, she's worried about Griffin, Mr. Mustache Man. And she's like, oh, what does it matter if he's in trouble? Ah, boo-hoo-hoo. <laughs> uh, and she, mustache man is the, is her dad who you're talking about no mustache man is kemp that's kemp okay because yeah. there's only three like yeah three characters in this movie really when it comes uh, down to it yeah and they stand there while she runs off and kemp, kemp is friends with flora and the scientist guy well, and yeah, also seems to be a co-scientist who's yeah, like he's, he, a, he's a, one of his assistants yeah he was uh claude rains's whose name is Griffin. Equal, yeah, yeah his his partner or something like jack that. Griffin. or at least or at least uh uh, a friend of his or something yeah. yeah everyone seems to really love griffin before he went nuts everyone's like really yeah. worried about what happened because he just suddenly like the day before just picked up and left and no one knows what happened to him yeah um and the father and uh camp talk and they're like oh he loved telling me about his experiments but he stopped oh i don't know maybe yeah he was doing something secret he wouldn't tell us maybe he meddled in things man should have left alone that's a- i'm surprised the score doesn't go dun 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 that was right a, there yeah it's a line that ends in like every black and white horror oh, this is kind of science movie james well kind of invented that between this and frankenstein that we should have left alone yeah it's just a close-up of some guy looking up in the sky with a lady kind of off and to his left <laughs> looking at him from behind. I'm convinced. That's every episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I'm pretty much convinced that uh, that became a big thing in the 50s because you probably had kids growing up watching this in Frankenstein yeah. where this kind of originated from, like incorporating that into their own like giant ant atomic movies so, like, you know, 20 years after this. Kemp goes into Flora and is like, hey, come on, Flora girl. I know I'm like three times your age but let me tell you how much i love you this is one of and those... she's like oh boo-hoo-hoo. again with old horror movies this is one of the things where you have uh the the main monster has a love interest but there has to be another guy to kind of take to k- take care of the lady once the main dude dies in the movie so this is Except he's not... the baxter he's the well, this is the only scene where he acts romantically interested in her at oh all. yeah it there's was just nothing weird, comes you think that's going to be more of a thing but no he spends the whole time being tortured by the invisible man more <laughs> yeah. than anything else yeah so um, then we go back to the hotel, and fucking Una's outside his door, and is like, here's your food! And he's like, I don't want it. And she's like, fuck you, I'm bringing it anyway! Yeah! And then she's, he's like, go away! And slams the door, and she's like, Bleh! And 
start screaming and freaking <laughs> out. Is... And it's like, bitch, you're in the wrong here. I... He said, leave me alone. I don't want my food. But you're like, eh, I'm coming in anyway. As... Stop being an asshole. I'm a tenant who rents a room from very kindly landlords. Whenever I watch this movie, I get super anxious. This is kind of a lesson to like, <laughs> be cool to your landlord. Don't be a dick. Because this guy's a fucking asshole. Yeah. Yeah. But she's also a dick. Like, well, she is also super... Please do not disturb. Yeah, and she storms right in. Here's the mustard. Here's this. Here's that. Yeah, exactly. Like, she just knock, knock, open the door. Like, what are you, a mom? Yeah, exactly, yeah. That's what moms do when they ki- and then, then they catch their kids masturbating. Although they're probably used to, like, more kindly, more open guests, too, at the same time. People who yeah. aren't, like, trying to build a lab in their fucking attic. If I was the invisible man and I wasn't invisible and I was just staying at this hotel and she kept doing that kind of shit... Yelp one reviews day, would be terrible. Well, no, one day I would just take off all my clothes, just <laughs> bend over at the waist with my butthole pointed towards the door, and when she walks in, just be like, hey, how about you don't do that? The best Here's thing my is, butthole. If he actually puts himself on a chair, so he, like, his buttholes are right at nose level, so she walks right in, she's like, oh my god, yeah, exactly, yeah. And with the size of her nose, it'd go right in. <laughs> oh, um, oh, you leave me in a Uno or Connor alone. I will not, I hate her. <laughs> this is her most, she is known to horror fans, it's like, this is her most, yeah, oh. role of all time. I mean, she was bad in in in, in uh, Bride of Frankenstein, but this is it where she's like, mm. yeah. yeah, she's off the cuff in this flick. So um, she goes downstairs and talks to her stereotypical bartender husband. Yeah, fat, kind of balding guy with yeah. a walrus mustache. Yeah. And she's like, make him leave. He hasn't paid rent in a week, and he's a big doo-doo head. And he's like, oh, uh, okay, I'll go do it. And he, fucking invisible man's up in his room be like there must be a way back there has to be i love it when he says there must be a way back like the way he just says that he's so like he's like oh man his fucking voice is great and the way he pronounces the word fire Mm. a warm fire Fire. yeah it just fucking love that voice it's great yeah, because it's not just like a typical British accent. There's an affectation there that is so Claude Rains either. Yeah. I fucking then... love that thing. Also, I uh, forgot to point out that uh, in the earlier scene when um, uh, Flora is talking to her dad, there was a mention of how um, Griffin was working with uh, experiments with uh, food preservatives. I thought that was later. I think it's just mentioned, because they go into more detail oh, okay. about what the food preservatives was doing. Her dad is talking about how, oh, okay. and I kind of, uh, in my notes, I made a joke about how this is also ties into, because Clark Griswold, played by uh, fucking Chevy Chase in the National Lampoon's uh, Vacation movies, he was a food scientist guy, mm. a food preservative guy. But then later on, he wound up starring in the movie Memoirs of an Invisible Man. So I'm, uh, uh, uh. I'm really excited to never watch that movie. That movie's not good. No me gusta. It's Chevy Chase being an invisible asshole, but not even a fun Claude Rains way. But it's Chevy Chase being a, sh- a Chevy Chase. It's schmuck. Chevy Chase being Chevy Chase, <laughs> and except he's, trying, he's invisible. And he's trying to fuck Daryl Hannah while being invisible. And there's like, there's no part of that sentence I just want to <laughs> I've seen that movie. and oh, it's, just, it's bad mouthfeel. Yeah, no, it is it. bad mouthfeel. Yeah. Oh, my. You, yeah. Well, anyway. And so the dude comes in is like hey you gotta go my <laughs> wife says either you leave or all, or she does and i like, and he would have been like he should have got up there and been like you can stay for as long as you want because she, she said have you either you her? leave or she goes and fuck it i don't want that lady in here no more this is the excuse i've been waiting for these past <laughs> 30 years yeah, yeah. But then, then he's like, no, I throw you down the stairs. <laughs> and throws- <laughs> <laughs> that guy takes a tumble. Yeah. Yeah. Which, the more I see Una O'Connor, the more I hate her. All she does is scream and overact. She doesn't even hurt. I know it's supposed to be funny or some shit, but it's just annoying as hell. Her husband gets chucked down the stairs, 
could be dead. And all she does is like run around in a circle just screaming, wave her hands around. Like, oh my god, yeah. So to they, be fair, the guy's not really hurt. You see him later. He's like dressed up like a cartoon character. Oh yeah, he's got a bloody He's got a bandage on his head and he's just like, but yeah. He's, it's not that kind of movie where I have to worry about him so being she's not wounded. Get the boys! So they go get the bobby sock. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking the dude literally says, watch all this dead. What's all this? I wonder if this, this is, is the, the progenitor of the Bobby Sox stereotype. Because, yeah. Rolling his baton saying, all right, all right, all right, here we go then. Because this is only three Whoa. or four years into sound film. This is also the Burgomaster from, Burgermaster. Uh, uh, yeah, the Burgermeister. Master. From, uh, Brad, Br- uh, Brad Burgermaster. But yeah, Meister. but this guy's like, that would make too much sense. But he really is just like, he literally says, it's, I, that's my default British line is like, oh, what's the oldest What's the oldest thing? That cracks me so up so going, fucking much. It's like much. some madman assaulted them. He's in the sitting room. She screams and fucking cries some more. Oh, fuck, I hate her. This is a hell of a scene to walk into. He goes into the lion's head den- in and you know what? she's I bet, screaming. I bet they're pretty used to this lady Oh, carrying on it being especially annoying. if they do have a public house where she's like hosting guests and you know time. she's like a nosy gossipy i don't know how many assassination Ugh. attempts have, have, have occurred with her but oh don't God. worry everybody this hundred year old police officer is here <laughs> to arrest this dude that threw someone down the stairs this 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 this, this constable really does play it cool he's just yeah, like, he's yeah. up, he goes up to the room with some a couple guys behind him he's like, yeah the entire oh, pop crowd comes yeah. up with him to he's see like, what's gonna happen come on, let's go to jail again Alden, uh, he's like, how dare you? I yeah, want to they open re- the door. He's dressed all up in his Invisible Man gear. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I want. I just wanted to be left alone. So you want to know who I am, do you? And it's like, nobody You're asked You're mad you. to know who I am. Nobody asked who you were. Yeah, it's... He, like, well, that's kind of the thing. Ah, there's a souvenir for you. And he takes off his nose and throws it Which out. Which is one of the genuinely... One of the few genuinely creepy effects in this movie. Whenever he takes off, like, so he can see, like, like the skull-like nose hole and the eye holes. That yeah. actually does look really creepy. Even though yeah. it's obviously just like a paper mache. Yeah. Like, you can tell what the special effects are in this movie. But Here's great, who though. I am. <laughs> and he starts cackling. Yeah, his first laughing. laugh when he's showing off to the crowd uh, that's come to arrest him that is a genuinely creepy fucking laugh and uh mark hamill himself i think i mentioned this during uh uh our uh batman the animated series thing but uh mark hamill uh he said he heavily based his joker off of claude rain's uh his his his, mm. his role in this film specifically the scene where he's just cackling and running around throwing off his clothes and and, and fucking with everybody yeah. yeah and so they all peace out and leave us fucking quick as a slip and then they're downstairs and he's like he's invisible that's what and if he gets the rest of your clothes off, we'll never find him. Yeah. Come on, let's go back upstairs. So they go back upstairs, yeah. And now he's getting naked. He's yeah, he's just, only got a shirt he's on. He's just a shirt now. <laughs> he's just laughing. He's like, ah, 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 well, ah. They're like, put the handcuffs on him. He's like, oh, I can't handcuff a blooming shirt. Which? And then he runs around laughing his ass off. <laughs> <laughs> And they chase him, and then he gets fully naked. Dramatically, this is just an excuse to show off a bunch of special effects, because yeah. why not just go arrest him? I mean, if you can't see him, the, the, him wearing the shirt's the closest you ever get to like, him being visible now. A shot of this under the arm for a month, and the flesh and bone just melt away. Yeah, which, that his line reading, actually, even the way you did it right there, you can totally see like the genesis yeah. of, of Mark Hamill's Joker in that line reading. So then yeah. he opens the window to try to make them think he's escaping, and the cop goes over... And uh, he kind of strangles the cop. Oh, yeah. I think while three dudes you. Just, you need a lesson. Yeah, three yeah. dudes just stand there and do nothing. They do nothing. Just, and they got to get punched in the head after he throttles the constable, turns around, instead I, I of mean, jumping out the window, he runs down the stairs. This movie treats the invisible man like he's also, like, can only touch people. Yeah. Like, if somebody's strangling you, they're always like, bleep, 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 grabbing at their neck. 
you can reach out and grab him and then be like, exactly. I got him. They treat him Pile like he's a ghost on. who yeah. is intangible other than how he's affecting other people with yeah. his hands. Yeah. Like, you can see where he is because he's obviously grabbing that person grab from Grab a chair this, hit him from behind. This yeah, direction. do something. Yeah. Which, granted, these people, had, they haven't had that much time to think about yeah. how to attack an invisible man. I mean, they, they've literally only been confronted with this in 30 seconds, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, Claude Rains runs down to the stairs, knocks over a clock. He and oh god, Una, knocks, another chance for Una to scream again. Well, he knocks over the in, the in owner again one more time. Yeah, knocks a clock towards Una Connor. Yeah, Una Connor just again, and then yeah, he out runs of out of the Out of all the end. people he kills in this movie, he doesn't kill her. You think he'd just take a moment and at least take a plate and smash it on her head or something, but yeah. Uh, Especially, she's the one that's really been driving him nuts the whole time. But he, yeah. he steals a bike and he's like, "Wee, I'm riding a bike." He says some Ever of those British invisible. fucking things in this. He's like, "Here's your brush. Here's your hair. What? Here's your hairbrush, George Henry." And he throws a broom at somebody. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, and he pushes over a fucking baby carriage. <laughs> he does baby carriage. He steals a bike that's obviously on a string. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, this, this he knocks some glasses over in the bar. This whole like little like thirty second rampage is one of the highlights in the film because it's just again just being a dick for the first time in public. And yeah. considering what a blizzard was outside, it's only a week later, but there's I it's pretty much dry this. out I'm there. I'm assuming this takes place in like late spring or early spring because yeah, walks between the uh, giant snowstorm to like again yeah this it's like a week later and everyone's just like in their like outdoor spring clothes and like hats and light overcoats. Yeah, yeah, his his levels of evil in this scene are very. They were, they were wide, like, pushing over a baby carriage with baby in it, pretty fucking evil. But then he's still, like, a priest but hat. And gently like, throwing a broom at a man and saying, here's your brush. Here's your hairbrush, George Henry. Not yeah. that evil. And just, yeah. Uh, How do you do, father? Yeah, just, like, all kinds of weird shit. So like then the, the the country bumpkins tell, get on the phone and tell some big city cops, hey, you're an invisible man messing shit up out here. Uh... And then there's another scene, or not another scene, there's a a different scene with the doctor and Kemp talking about monocane. Oh, yeah. uh, This just elaborates on the idea that he was messing with food preservers. It's what made him invisible, because he heard a story about they used it on a dog, and it turned the dog stock white, but it also made the dog ravingly insane. Yeah, but the the thing didn't get published in any of the journals uh, Rick Griffin would have read, so he doesn't know that stuff will drive him crazy. Which I do like insinuate that, like, yeah... Uh, Griffin's only acting like an asshole because he's being driven crazy by the drugs. This is not his default yeah. personality, even though it's kind of cathartically fun to watch someone be such a dick. And they're like, invisible. oh, you don't think that's the invisible man we've been hearing about on the radio? Because <laughs> <laughs> there's so many invisible man problems we have to deal with in this part of England. Yeah, And, and they're like, oh, what do we tell him? And he's like, well, tell the police that he's disappeared. But only that. <laughs> Does he do the wink that wink? Way, like, get it? He that way, the blood can be on our hands when he kills everybody. Exactly, yeah. And he ends up killing at least over 100 people yeah. in this movie, too. Uh, Which, that's one of, hey, we'll talk about that yeah. later, but yeah. So, uh... Man. But mustache, yeah, he shows up. Mustache yeah. Man is at his house, sitting in his smoking chair with a smoking jacket, smoking a pipe. Just doing the most, like, I'm just waiting for something to happen kind of scene. <laughs> where he, yeah, just smoking his yeah. pipe, just waiting for, yeah. And then the door behind him opens and closes, and uh, it rustles his side table... <laughs> cloth a little bit which they do a good job of showing like yeah claude rains moving through the room and kemp doesn't even know that he's there and the radio kemp. radio program is like hey yo this village is fucking crazy <laughs> they all saying they saw an invisible man but, but obviously that's ridiculous they're stupid but, but yeah I, the, the, maybe it's something in the water i don't know but they're gonna hey kip it's me the invisible man 
sit down, sit down, or I'll knock your brains out. Yeah, he picks up a poker. He's like, yeah, yeah I'll dash your brains out. Yeah, just it's what like, the fuck? I want food and sleep, but before sleep, there's work to do. Can I have a cigarette? <laughs> He's got his priority shape. Uh, I do like to do the thing of, like, yeah, they use wires to show him, like, like he twi- turns a chair around and, he, like, sits in it. And you see, like, the, the yeah. butt of the chair depressed. And, you know, kinda, they did pretty good. For 1933, yeah. this is, you know, pretty... Special yeah. effects in this movie, like, either the the the, the photochemical effects or just even the practical, like, like yeah, just puppeteering objects and stuff. Yeah. Pretty good stuff, yeah. you know. It also helps that it's all, like, grainy and... Yeah, that kind of helps, so. too, yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's like, it's no good talking to you like this. Do you have a long surgical band-aid? We can only afford so many special effects in this movie. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Come on, no time to waste. And Kevin just happens ticket. to have a change of... Has a set of pajamas and everything that just happens to be tailored fit for Claude Rains. Because yeah. Claude Rains is like a tiny little elfin man. Yeah, he's not He's <laughs> yeah. not going to happen to fit in the same clothes as everyone else is wearing. Like, Kevin's like, here's your stuff, I'll get your glasses. Thank you, don't be long. Uh, and he's like, if you raise a finger against me, you're a dead man. I'm strong. And I'll strangle you. Go wait in the sitting room with the blinds drawn. This dude's terrible to any kind of hospitality towards him. He could be a little bit cooler about this shit rather than just like, you do what I say, I'll kill you. Kemp, Kemp is also shitting his pants this entire time. Just constantly. Just really like, fuck, he's invisible. Oh, fuck. Yeah, you wouldn't think these people were actually ever really friends before this. Because yeah. the way he gives you think he'd at least be a little more genial towards mm. the Invisible Man or something. Like, there'd be more of a camaraderie there. But no, Kemp's he, just like, really he, just like, oh, shit. He goes shit. down and waits in the sitting room and he wants to make the phone call, but he can't because he could be in there watching him. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh,. And then the big city copper shows up at the old the village to get to the bottom of the shit. Uh, yeah, I guess this is the chief of police. Yeah, yeah, we just see that big happening. dude. Yeah, uh, just to set the scene that things are going on in town. And there, yeah. are, and then we go back to Claude Rains and and Camp. And are these sunglasses that he's wearing an actual style at the time? I've seen that where it's got the, the windows on the side too, yeah. where it's not just like the front facing parts, but the glass on the side. I've seen those before. I mean, I've seen ones that are connected. They were. They're almost goggles. Separated. Yeah. Um, I would, I mean, I don't know how popular they would be. I don't know how mm. likely it would be this guy would just happen to have, like, a pair laying around. But they look kind of cool. I mean, this yeah. is the, uh, aside from how, uh, Claude Rains is dressed at the end of the beginning, this is kind of like his other iconic look in, in the pajamas and the, yeah. yeah. So he's all done up, so they don't have to waste money <laughs> exactly, on special yeah. effects anymore. Now we shall talk man to man. I started working th- five years ago. Thousands of failures. Uh, but then, but then, uh... But then it fucking worked, and I'm invisible now. Yeah, he starts monologuing to Kemp about yeah what yeah. he did. Yeah, you're my partner, Kemp. <laughs> yeah. He's like, uh, I was gonna go back to normal, but you know, people are assholes. So, <laughs> and Kemp is like, but why? Why did you do it? He's like, because science, yo, science is awesome. He, when he when Flora shows up a little bit, he has more of an explanation. So it's not just like I just thought it'd be cool, but yeah. yeah. Right now, he you oh, and yeah. me, we're gonna change the world. I need a partner. We'll start with a few murders, a few great men, a few small men, so we're not picky. Yeah, I just love his little speech, that, again, showing how crazy he is. Just talking about, like, <laughs> this. We'll, you know, we'll start with a reign of terror. This role would have been really easy to fuck up. Mm-hmm. Like, I think any, most any other actor at the time would have jacked this role up. Mm-hmm. Claude Rains is fucking perfect. I mean, it. he's showing scenery, he's but got, in a good way. It's not like... Well, he's the, he's the right level of... Like being cool, calm, and collective, and 
and everything he's saying makes logical sense to him. Yeah. But it sounds completely insane to everybody else. Like, he's like, of course I'll kill them. Why the fuck wouldn't I kill them? Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. look at him. I can do it. I can get away with yeah. it. Let's, let's, let's rock and roll. Let's, yeah. 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 I mean, it makes sense to me. Come on. What about it? It would have been interesting to see, because uh, the Dr. Pretorius role in Bride of Frankenstein, which we talked about not too long ago, the, like, the, the Dr. Frankenstein's teacher was written for Claude Rains. Yeah. And uh, they had to go back and rewrite it for the new guy they got. But it would have been kind of curious to see Claude Rains playing that role now. Yeah, that after too, seeing but... him in four movies now, he always... He, he's not... He's not Claude Rains. Yeah. He is the character. Even though Claude Rains he's himself one, is you know, cool, there's, but like... There's people like Tom Cruise, where you see a movie with Tom Cruise, and you're like... It's, it's Tom Cruise it's again, It's fucking yeah. Tom Cruise. But then there are people like fucking... I don't know who's a good example of uh, you don't see them. Well, you see the character they're like, playing. Like you have like crazy people like like lose weight like fucking yeah, Christian I'm, I'm Bale and like shit. fucking. I'm talking about but people like that more encompass the role and you're like oh I didn't Ben Stiller no. I know, it's, no. but you know what I mean exactly. Yeah, it's hard to think about that no. because those people because they meld in the role so much. Like Gary Oldman, I guess. Yeah, Gary Oldman's a good example. Exactly. Yeah, who like you know he's recognizable and you know when he shows You're like, up. But wait, wait, he's the enough... dude from the Fifth Element is the same dude that played Dracula. What who the plays, fuck is who, this? Who's shit? Com- like fucking frumpy who? old Commissioner Gordon? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the same guy. Yeah, that. And that's... Claude Rains is like that. Where you're like, I mean, I fucking in Robin Hood, he's like yeah, this yeah. all the time, and at the end of this, he fucking yeah. I'm gonna kill him with fire. Give me a fire. I'll smash your brains in! Like, that's the same guy that was like, oh, yeah. I do like how dashing you are. And cool. he's the prototypical kind of joker in this movie. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Like, fucking Claude Rains is... I'm, it's uh, it's going to be difficult not to just go on a fucking Claude Rains He was kid. in a... Sh- he was in, he was in a, I'm trying to think of other movies that we, we, we should check out if we're like on such a... Not that we have to do it anytime soon, no. but like trying to think of other projects we do in the future that are Claude Rains-centric. I mean, he was in... Oh, God, what's the one Hitchcock movie he was in? With uh, what's her face from Casablanca too, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but Notorious. He was in, yeah, Notorious. I think it was. Um, he's in. He was in one more Universal mo- uh, monster movie, Fan of the Opera, which mm-hmm. I've also got. If you ever want to check yeah. it out sometime. And uh, but yeah, I'm trying. I can't. Yeah, I don't know how how much other stuff he was been. Because he was such a I, stage just, actor. Yeah, just so I don't forget it, because I, I would want to bring this up. Claude Rains would have made a fucking. I mean, you might disagree with me on this. Mm-hmm. He'd made a fucking awesome Hannibal Lecter. Oh Jesus, yeah. He no, would have I mean, been. You can even see the seeds of that in here. Where that awesome would have been just like because he's smart and calm and collected, but it could also be off the fucking chain if yeah. he wants to be. But or not even that, but just like you, like yeah, what you were saying, where he mixes the stillness and the logic with kind of like insanity and such, like like a still pool of emotion. It's yeah, kind of unsettling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's a really like good I point. knew his name, but I didn't know Claude Rains. But now, fucking Claude Rains fan club. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, good guy. Him. Yeah, and especially have like, you seen aside from the movies we've watched, have you seen anything else he's done? That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to think of other stuff, and like the big thing would be Casablanca. Yeah, or The Invisible Man. Those are my two things I knew Claude Rains from. Uh, but yeah, I, I didn't even know he was in Robin Hood until we started watching that. Yeah, um, yeah, that's what I'm trying to think. I can't think of anything else because he's no, he's he's a big known Hollywood guy. Yeah, but it seems compared to a lot of other people. Well, then again, like he was in Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. I didn't even know he was in that. So I'm yeah. assuming he'll probably keep on cropping up in future stuff. We'll do, but like, yeah, my it'll be interesting to go out of our way to like try to do another couple Claude Rains movies though. Yeah. yeah. So then, so yeah. That, but. Getting back to the movie, he's like, hey, we got to go back to that little town. I got my books there. Well, my book got my notes. Yeah. And Kim, Kim uh, goes, yeah. it's after eight. <laughs> <laughs> what 
<laughs> oh, which, okay, old man. Which just shows you what a party animal camp is. <laughs> just like, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> He's like, bitch, please, come on. Get in, it's your, fair, it's get in your car. It's 1939. It's not like he has Netflix or anything like that. Like, you know, maybe, you know, there's less to do at home. It's more tempting to turn in at like 9, yeah. 830. But so yeah. the, the big city cops interviewing various people at the bar to get their story. Yeah, there's but, essentially yeah. turned the bar and into some an old, interview pool. Some old dude's like, someone threw my hat away. <laughs> And he's like, uh, how many had drinks had you had? And he's like, only a couple. And he's like, all right, a gust of wind and you were drunk. Off with you. Exactly, yeah. Uh, it doesn't really help their case that the most of the people who saw this stuff were drunks from, yeah. the, from, from the pub. But still, you do have, like, there are other people in the town that weren't at the pub that yeah. saw this shit. He went on a mini rampage in the middle yeah. of the town square, but yeah. Uh... I love how him needing to retrieve his notes is only an excuse to get him back into town to fuck with the cops, too. Yeah. yeah, that's the only reason that so even he goes, happens. He goes, they get back to the drive there, they get back in, and he's like, wait for my books here. Um, outside the window, I'll drop them down. Yeah. So he goes in the bar, and they're like, who opened that door? And fucking Una's like, oh, those kids did it. Get out of here. I think all these people who are very specifically afraid of an invisible man now would be kind of a little more like, yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah. she's like, go on, get out of here. <laughs> Don't touch the door. And the kid goes, oh, we never touched it. <laughs> oh, that's right. Outside, because there are some kids <laughs> like, by the door. Go, dial back your acting a wee bit there, kid. And also, it's England, and he's like, eh, school you like. What do you got? Don't buy it. Is it even, even affecting an English accent? I don't remember. Because I'm sure but the kids were from fucking Burbank. Yeah. yeah, so they're probably like, yeah. <laughs> Trying to affect some kind of accent, but it's probably just like nothing in the air. Uh, so then some books float through the air and shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. He he lowers the books out through the door. Kemp yeah. gets the books, but... and then the cops like, I should prosecute the lot of you for conspiracy. And then the, he's like, Oh, I'm gonna finish this, and, and goes to dip his pen in his inkwell, but then starts scooting around, and then <laughs> gets thrown at him. <laughs> and then she screams because I hate her. Uh, <laughs> and that's all she does for the next five minutes yeah. of the scene, too. Yeah. And Claude Rains is like, a hoax, is it? A this hoax, is her last eh? scene, though, right? I, here's your hoax. Oh, yeah. He gently strangles uh, Is it the police the chief police that he strangles? Because yeah. then he also picks up a bench and bashes his brains <laughs> and he, in. He, then he goes and gets in the car with Camp and is like, I killed the stupid little policeman. Smashed his little head in. Yeah. And it's like, eh, not really. You kind of just well, dropped a paper mache stool he, in the area of his head. It really does kind of just gently drop it on his yeah, face. And yeah, I guess that's went for murder back then. <laughs> Although you did skip the point where he also starts picking up glass mugs and starts chucking them at everybody. Yeah. And, the, and he does whip uh, Uno and Connor in the head with a fake glass mug real quick. Mm. Yeah. So I, least... If you can find an animated gif of that... <laughs> That'd be great. I could, I I could watch that out, for hours. But she's just like all huddled, huddled up and stuff. But like everyone starts running because like he's like yeah. After he attacks the cop, he's just like throwing garbage and then he runs yeah, out. And yeah, and there's some he, news, he's back with Kemp, news reports yeah. that an invisible man killed the cop or whatever. Yeah. So this um, is the proof. Now everyone does know that there is for sure an invisible man yeah. fucking shit. Up, he's sitting yeah. at a table later, at back at Kemp's, Kemp's home eating, and he's like, "I must be left alone for an hour after I eat." Yeah, the food is... can be seen growing, and that's nasty, yo. <laughs> You do you want to see my poops? <laughs> also, no rain, no fog, no ash. You know, ash was a big problem back then. Oh, yeah, it's 1939. He had, like, you know, fucking stovetop, uh, you know, fucking fireplace <laughs> and stuff. And, um, and no crud like that. And please, no feces. Do not throw <laughs> feces at me. Okay. It's that's... time to wake up. <laughs> so, I guess... That's the thing that can happen in the middle of a podcast. <laughs> 
I haven't. Oh, that sound. Yeah. I, I wake up to a ringtone on the phone now, and I haven't oh, heard an God, alarm yeah. clock forever. And that sound is that's that's the worst. That's one of the nice things about having ringtones on your or like a wake up ringtones on your phone. It could be just like gentle rain. Yeah. Or like any song you want. But anyway, yeah. I have no idea why that was set for in the middle of the afternoon. Ugh. It's uh, anyway, awful. but uh, uh but yeah. yeah, this is well. That's one of the other things they did. Like in Hollow Man and Memoirs Invisible Man, they made more of a meal out of the fact that like yeah, ingesting food, you can see the guts. Yeah. Yeah, see the food in the stomach and stuff like that. Well, it is kind of ridiculous, too, because uh, uh, Griffin keeps on smoking throughout the film. You never see the smoke going to his lungs, though. Oh, you son of a bitch. I'm just, just throwing just that out there. Ruined the movie! But this whole scene is Griffin just kind of establishing more of the rules of what he can or can't yeah. do. Yeah. Uh, and, um... Oh, yeah, he, he needs Kemp to, like, he, wipe the dirt off his feet, too. Yeah, like, no yeah. dirt under my fingernails, because it could give me away. Wait, he's looking at his gloves, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he goes upstairs and goes to bed. Yeah, he goes upstairs and takes off all his invisible stuff except for his jammies because he loves his jammies. It's uh, supposedly the most uh, the complicated special effects shot of the whole film is the one shot where he's taking off his bandages in front of the mirror mm-hmm. because you're dealing with technically two invisible men who had to be special affected mm-hmm. into that scene because yeah. it's him and his reflection. And they had to, like, I think they actually had to build, like, two rooms, like, one room on either side of the reflection to do all kinds of, like, hmm. I, all kinds of crazy shit. But, yeah. Crazy! But, yeah, no, it's for, again, for 1933, it's fucking fantastic, yeah. you know? And but, then yeah, it, he, then he just goes to sleep. Yeah. And everyone else in town is freaking out, and they keep on cutting back to him in bed just like... Yeah. Yeah. Everybody uh, back at the bar gets to stand... All the locals apparently get to stand around and gawk at the dead cop as they carry I him away. I guess so, Yeah. Uh, and then bigger, even bigger city cops show up to catch the Invisible Man, and you can tell they're bigger city po- cops, and more important, because they have fedoras. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it's kind of like the rural English equivalent of the FBI showing yeah. up or something, yeah. <laughs> and there's a really quick scene of like, oh, we'll find that Invisible Man and scour the countryside. It's just Bobby Socks walking through the fucking woods, just hitting bushes That's and That's why not here! That's the whole trees plan! Trees and bushes with sticks! And then this is when they're cutting back like you see just random like, like yeah, he's not a bush co- cops he's are just invisible. literally beating the bushes <laughs> and it cuts back to like the invisible man just yeah and, and Kemp's bed yeah yeah and then there's a news report I must interrupt the dance music there's a bunch of people dancing at a dance hall there's some invisible man out there killing people and shit <laughs> uh <laughs> there's, it shows various people listening to this news report and some <laughs> quick scene of some dude and his like wife or girlfriend and he just <laughs> stands up grabs a bat and is like <laughs> and walks out like what are you gonna do I know exactly do, yeah. random dude with a bat and then they cut to other people calling into the cops with their ideas about how to catch the invisible yeah, man yeah that's a little later but you can say that now because it's, it's, it's kind of it me- yeah matter. it kind of bl- yeah. blends in with the rest well, of the montage well I think you can do is just wait for a misty day <laughs> Now give me my thousand dollar reward. Right, yeah, because they're offering a thousand dollars rewards to anyone who helps them to capture the Invisible Man. But yeah, yeah, they're which kind of fucks things up because like Kemp then decides that he's gonna. Well, no, shut up. Really? Uh, yeah. Um. So we're almost there. Uh, Kemp calls Doctor Cranley, and Cranley is like, "Oh, you've got." Uh, Kemp is like, "Oh, Invisible Man's here. You got a fucking." He's fucking crazy and shit. Yeah. And and Cranley's like, all right, toast, tr- tell nobody. I trust you. Don't let anybody he's there. Uh, and then Flora comes up right behind him and is like, was that about Jack? It's like, girl, oh, fuck girl, down for a calm second. down. Not every phone call is about I Jack. I she's been doing this for the last 24 <laughs> yeah, hours. He's just- like, 
Oh fuck, Fuller, come on! What what is with the was that Jack shit? You're driving me crazy. Did you ever stop to think that he ran away to get from you away from you and your smothering antics? What about Jack? What's that about Jack? What about Jack? Fuck, I understand why he left. I'm about ready to run out of he here. He like he goes the the her dad goes to open up a can of spaghettios and she hears the mechan like the can opener, <laughs> the electric can opener goes, Is that Jack? He's like, No, it's fucking spaghettios with meatballs. Calm the fuck down. I don't like Flora. Yeah, she's she, not a good she's character. She's such a non-entity in this film that I really... Yeah. She kind of shows well, up at the end. Her obsession with Jack. Yeah, she loves We'll go Jack. into it more. Um, Jack! Jack! This lady always is in love with people named Jack. What the fuck? <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, so Kip calls the cops. Uh, you know, because the doctor told them not to, so of course <laughs> I know, exactly, yeah. Almost immediately after. Yeah. And he's like, the Invisible Man is here. You gotta help me. Holy fuck! <laughs> and the cops just sitting there like, yeah, okay, we'll send some people over. When when seeing the scene, you think, because they set up the idea that, like, the, the people are calling when there are calls about, like, the Invisible Man yeah. is here, or I haven't... Inv- you think that well, they're no, gonna do they're... the thing where they're gonna, like, oh, yeah, sure, you've seen the Invisible no, Man, too, see, sure. No, see, the problem with that is... If the scenes had been like, I saw, oh, I saw a door open in my house, yeah, you think and, and nothing that. moved, and and then nobody was there. That would explain why this I guy's the so nonchalant about it's yeah. Not. It's dudes being like, hey, yo, you could spray him with water, and then you could see him. It's people saying the ideas of how to kiss yeah. an invisible man, not but I even, saw the But even when man. this guy does seem to believe Kemp, like, okay, you, you, the invisible man's at your house, he's like, uh, we only have five guys, well, I guess we'll send him over. Yeah. That, I mean, that really is his whole tenor of the conversation. So, yeah, cut back to Kemp. Yeah, and, and then the and then Jack knocks on the door and he's like, "Why'd you lock the door?" And Kemp is like, "I was afraid. Wouldn't you be afraid if I was invisible?" And he's like, "There's no need to be afraid, Kip. We're partners. You got a little bit of joke in there. friends. Yeah, we have a busy day ahead. You must get some sleep." And then you hear a car door, and he says, "Oh, I see. You called the police, and that's why you were down here." And he's just so fucking like, yeah, oh, just like, well, huh, of course, well, fucking, I see. He's like, huh, no, it's it's not the police, it's, it's the doctor in Florida. Camp has no chill. I, yeah, I had to call her. <laughs> she was jacked up straight crazy since you've been gone. Of course, Flora. How could I forget? You can hear her downstairs. I would wager... Jack? Jack? Where's Jack? <laughs> yeah. Jack? Is the tree Jack? <laughs> I would wager she's pretty hard to fucking forget. Like a bullet that just m- missed you by inches. <laughs> Knowing uh, it could have ended your life. That's yeah. like, uh, he's like, should I let them in? Yes, of course. You should let them in. I should see Flora alone. Mm-hmm. And then she comes in and she's like, I want to see Jack. Uh, and I hate her. I have no real reason to hate her. She's such a non again. She's, she's such a non entity in this movie to me. She's insufferable to me. The uh, character. When I see so her name, Gloria Stewart, in the credits, I just go, "Oh, she was in Titanic," and then I forget. Forget like Flora's even really in the movie, and, uh, unless and, well, he, unless she it's goes Claude up Rand's talk, going, she goes up to talk to yeah. him, and he's like, "Oh, I missed you," or whatever. Oh, he fucks this and conversation then, up too. And then too. he starts talking crazy, but she never stops looking at him with these puppy dog eyes. It is kind of weird because he monologues for five minutes, and he goes from "I love you" to. <laughs> Even the moon is well, right. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, oh, my father can help you. He's clever, and he's like, clever, clever. He's not clever. He's got the brain of a tapeworm, and <laughs> she's still like, I love you, Jack. I know this is what. And then he's like, girl, I want power, power. Everybody is frightened of me. Even the moon is frightened of me. Frightened to death. <laughs> he stands up and he's like, he's like, he's like posing like Mussolini in front of the moon, and yeah. he's just like doing this like super theatrical. The moon is shit. frightened of me, and she's like, I love you so much know, right like, now. Hey. That's why I hate her because this dude is fucking insane and he's talking about crazy shit and she's not like 
Maybe I made a mistake. And it's just old timey theatrical staging is what it is. Yeah, like in modern day audiences would be like, why is she not reacting to this guy being a fucking nutcase? Yeah. But yeah. So he um, hears noises outside and he's like, you must go, my dear. She's like, I can't well, go. Well, this is the scene I'm where fucking he... crazy and your massively insane speeches have only made me love you more. This is the scene you where have... he does say that he uh, he started this whole experiment because he wanted to invent something to justify him proposing to Flora. Mm. So at least it is more explanation as to why he suddenly decided, oh, I need to invent invisible serum. Yeah. Like, yeah, so at least there's uh, some explanation. And she's like, you gotta hide. He's like, hide? Don't be silly. I can hide anywhere. The world is my hiding space. Uh, and so the cops start are outside, and they start linking hands up to play the biggest game of Red Rover, Red Rover. Yeah, it does look a little silly, but hey, <laughs> not, not, not the worst idea. Yeah. yeah. Except they just leave huge gaps for him to, like, duck A little bit, shit. yeah. Uh, or jump up. Oh, oh my god! Wake it up again! That's why I snooze. This shit getting... Oh... The Invisible Man keeps setting off your alarm clock, Bill. This one... Guess for having moved my recording space. Claude Rain's ghost is sneaking in and it's going to be there. It's a uh, distraction. I'll teach them how they all. Here we go. Uh, oh, my God. Sorry about that, guys. So Kip opens oh. the door, I guess, to let the cops in. But then you hear, you hear the invisible man. Thank you for opening the door for me, Kip. You're a true friend. I shall kill you tomorrow. Tomorrow at 10 p.m. Don't sweat it. I'm totally going to kill you. <laughs> Uh, and he's pretty matter-of-fact about it, though. Yeah. yeah. Oh, super matter-of-fact about it, which was, makes it more like, oh, fuck, this guy's a fucking... <laughs> Although, why this doesn't kill him there? I mean, I guess I mean, cops are coming, he has to run. Yeah. But you think you just... I mean, you choke him out pretty quickly. Yeah. He's choked out other but people, then, but... He just... Jack starts running around just pinching noses, slapping butts. Is this uh, the scene where he grabs one of the cop by the feet? Yeah. He yeah. slaps a cop in the face and then, uh, uh, and somebody goes, what'd you do? He goes, I bought me in the nose. And none of the other cops are really reacting to seeing no. other people being assaulted. Yeah, he like, picks a dude up by the feet and starts spinning him in a circle. You know where he is. He's grabbing him. the feet. Tackle the feet. Shoot that space. Jump at it. Kick it. Do something. Throw some snow at it just to like, yeah. No, everyone's just like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God damn, guys. Oh, you Granted, the these people are, are living idiots. within the universe of the film. They've never encountered anything like this. But still, yeah, no. And then the cop's pants fly off, and he flies into the cops, and then he runs away with the pants. And then <laughs> he chases some random big titty lady. This is one of my favorite scenes of the whole... This is actually one of the scenes that, to me, is actually legitimately creepy. Yeah, there's a big titty farm lady running down the road. <laughs> just going... And you just see him, uh, Griffin in the invisible pa- in the pants, just skipping down the road, saying, uh, "Here we go gathering nuts in me, nuts in me, nuts in me. Here we go gathering nuts in me early in the morning." <laughs> and yeah. it just fades to black. But it is kind of generally just like creepy, little like shot, little vignette thing. It's kind of yeah. like, that's yeah, that would be. If I were walking down the street in the middle of like a farm road at 10 p.m. in the middle of the winter and saw the little pants singing at me, walking skipping <laughs> down the street, I'd be like, "What the fuck is this yeah. shit?" Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, to me, I wonder if that's what the pants in Monster Party for the NES are based off of. Is that one of the bosses? It's not a boss. This is an enemy in one of the levels. That Just would be a bit walking around starch pants. Because the rest of the, that game is so much in, embedded in like 1950s and 1930s Universal or. Uh, monster flicks and yeah. stuff probably exactly yeah i need to i never got far enough to game in that That's game to see those pants game, man. i've got like two stages into that game it's fucking Oof. rough 
That, that little baseball last, bat you got? The last level is hard. Oh, God. Really, I can't believe really you have you beaten it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, no, Monster Party for the NES. Rough times. So then it's the next day, and Kip's like, he said he'd kill me at 10 p.m. Ha, oh, you gotta lock me up. You gotta do something. And then the cops are talking to him, and, and the doctor, and they're like, why were you here at 2 a.m.? Why was your daughter with you? Yeah. You know who the Invisible Man is. What's what's, what's Who's this other assistant? Griffin. And... Kemp is like, it's fucking Griffin, you idiots! <laughs> it's like, why is mystery here? Come why on, is guys. the doctor protecting this man? He's killed, a, at this point, he's killed a cop. Yeah. Stop protecting him! The doctor is a little, I guess maybe the he's The doctor still... is an idiot! Uh, who else is gonna love Flora? Because Flora's yeah, such true. a needy weirdo. That's <laughs> true. And he knows he's like, that... I'm trying to get rid of her, guys. Come on, Have don't screw seen... this up All for she me. she wants to talk about is Jack. Like... <laughs> I would force her off onto another guy if that was possible. She just wants to, I need to get Jack back in there and marry her off, get her the fuck out of the house mm-hmm. so I can live, like, fucking retire in peace. Yeah. Um, uh, so Jack starts throwing people off cliffs that are looking for him. Yeah, it's the next day. People are on the woods looking for him and they're like standing next to a chalk ravine and he just randomly grabs two guys and just, well, he grabs one guy, chucks him off. And the other guy's like, hey, what's going on? He's like, oh, you want to go with him? Just chucks yeah. him off. And Yee! that's just the end of the scene. And, yeah. then, and then he's messing with trains, and he, like, changes the train tracks to go on a, a different track. He mentions track. threatening to do this earlier. But who the fuck makes a train track that just goes off a cliff? Like, there's a bridge, and the train just takes a left turn right before the bridge and just plunges into a ravine. This is, I'm sorry. It's, that is not something that's ever been designed in the history of ever. It's the Eastwood Ravine. They were going to finish building that. It's not going to get finished till 1985. <laughs> uh, it doesn't yeah. work like that. Uh, I never thought about that, actually, yeah. But he murders, straight up murders over 100 people with his one fucking yeah. act. Because he, yeah, he strangles out the, the, the switch conductor. and the, Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that's like, a real good point. And then he goes to a like, bank. It's like having a road that goes into a brick wall. Why yeah. was that even a threat? Like, yeah. why is it even a thing? Yeah. No, it's a dumb. Yeah. And then and then he goes into a That's fucking... a great train wreck, too, because it's a whole yeah. toy train and like, explodes He goes and into everything. a bank and takes money out and is like, oh, it's a gift from the Invisible Which is weird, because like, it's the daytime, so this, go, this should already be more than 24 hours, because it was it went to the daytime when he kicks the and people he, down the ravine, and then it's nighttime with the train, and like but it's day again with the bank. And a bunch of people gather around him as he's throwing money in the air. There he is. Grab him. Do it. Get your thousand. You can see what he's standing. You can choose standing. to go after like, like those twenty pound bills on the floor, or you could catch him and get a thousand pounds from the cop. He's Claude Rains. He's four foot seven. You fuck. You, he's not that strong. You get a you get a box and put it over him, and he can't get out of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so, I like. He's just like money, money, money. Yeah, money, money, money. At this point, somebody says he's killed 20, 20 people and uh, like a hundred in the train. Yeah, the, but so yeah, so he's killed like one hundred twenty five. Working hard just to kill twenty people by hand though, because that's still we've only seen him actually throttle like like maybe two or three yeah. people throughout the whole. So there's like seventeen we, people we yeah. haven't seen him like stab or shoot or whatever the yeah. fuck he's doing. And we see Flora all sad. She's crying, and the doctor's like, "You must come down now, dear. We can just pray that the police take him without harm." Why? He's killed 120 something people. Dude deserves to get shot you down. Fucking yeah. idiot. Fuck we love Claude Rains and, and Claude your Rains. daughter. Yeah. Fucking. What the fuck is this family's problem? Uh huh. I guess hell? I guess he needs some kind of sympathetic dude to be like, oh no. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> Again, from a modern sensibility, it's just like, what the fuck, man? What are you doing, dude? So the yeah. cop, the cops have a little powwow. They all sit down on the floor. <laughs> Crisscross applesauce. It wasn't until watching it this time I realized they must be sitting on the floor because if they're in chairs and furniture, that gives another space for, like, 
the Invisible Man may be hiding beneath. Well, yeah, they all they stand the in thing. a line yeah, and they walk st- towards the wall with a they net canvas to make the room, sure so, he's not Yeah, there. but then they all sit down on the floor with, like, a bunch of kindergartners who are, like, getting ready for their story time story, yeah. um, which is kind of funny. But, yeah, I guess, yeah, they don't want chairs because that's a, another hiding place. Yeah, but... So the cops are like, hey, we're going to use Kempis ba- Kemp bait, and he's like, the fuck you are? And they're like, all right, we won't use you and bait. Here's another idea. Like, why? I tried to talk him into it. Yeah. It's <laughs> You just... I have an idea. I don't like that idea. All right, we'll try something else. You're a cop. Tell him what the fuck. Uh, For the public safety, this guy's already killed so many people. Holy shit. Yeah, so then they're like, hey, look, this is a great idea. We're going to spray him with this paint. And now everybody's standing around. They experiment on a cat, too. No, they, they don't. They're, there's a wall, and they're like, we put dirt on top, so if he climbs over the wall, oh, man. we can see the dirt fall. And at some point, a cat gets up there and knocks dirt on a cop. He's like, oh, I'm going! And sprays this fucking poor cat with a bunch of paint. Which looks like they probably just did in real life. And they probably no, they had to, for sure did. Because they, they, had, they probably murdered that cat. Back by in the it, like, 30s, people didn't give a fuck about yeah, that. Yeah, there was no SPACA or whatever. No. Uh, this is also one of the first great, stupid, weird cops in this movie. Uh, there's When the police chief is talking about how his plan is to put loose earth... Loose Loose, I can't even speak. Loose earth. Loose earth on top of the prison walls. Yeah. Or not prison walls, but on top of the walls surrounding the police station. Um, there's a fat walrus cop who blandly says, Oh, I see. Pretty good. And he's like half asleep. He just responded yeah. to the police chief's suggestion, <laughs> yeah. which is just the weirdest performance. Like, it's like they went out of their way to find a weird character actor just to kind of like show how lazy and stupid the cops are. Mm. Um, yeah, but that, yeah, the, 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 the plan to... Uh, uh, for the loose earth stuff gets fucked up. <laughs> yeah, when the kitten shows up, yeah, yeah. Before the cat, the cat's the one making. It. They they're taking. They're walking with Kemp, like they make a, a square of cops around him with a net. Yeah, and they're walking down the street, and the invisible man is following. He's like, oh, you that's the thing. Explain like, how you? is he exactly following? Because like, if you go back and rewatch it, there's not really any. No, there, he, it doesn't make any no. sense. Like how he could possibly following. Yeah, yeah. And one of the cops is like, because they are taking the correct before he sprays the cap. He's like, I heard footsteps, sir. Soft footsteps. Like naked feet. Like who says naked feet? It's bare feet. Yeah, not naked feet, you weirdo. In England, um, yeah. But it turns out to be cat feet. But then they dress Kep up as a cop. He gets in his car to go, or they drop him off at home, and he gets in his car. Uh, and Kemp is an idiot. He deserves this next scene. <laughs> like he could have stayed. Like here's how you deal with it: you go in a jail cell. You stand there, you unlock it, and you squeeze in, and you close it as you go through, so nobody can sneak in behind you. And they give you a shotgun, yeah, and like clear out everyone else from out of the prison. He's not gonna get through those bars. I know Claudius is tiny, but he's not that tiny. Exactly, yeah. He's not actually an elf. He's elfin, but not like. But then again, in this movie, they treat the Invisible Man like he's also made of mist. Yeah. Like, oh, I can get through anything. This wall can't stop me. I went through it. Yeah, because even his explanation is like practically that it was a phantom. Because he's like, I was behind you, Kemp. I was. I walked through the so, doors with you. Kemp knows because Claude Rains is behind him. And he's like, I told you I'd kill you, and he knows he's sitting back there in the back seat with him. He's probably not buckled up because Kemp would appear. Exactly. Hey, yeah. There's no seatbelts in the car. You know to you're gonna with. die. Jump out. Jump out or just drives headfirst into a tree. That's a good point too. Not, yeah, actually, cars yeah. back then did not survive. But he that has kind of options. Shit. Yeah, he has options. But instead, he's like, pull over here, and he does, and he, and he does. I'd be like, fuck 
you and I just slam my foot down. You're right by a cliff. Yeah. Just drive off the cliff. Because yeah, you man know it's almost you. 10 o'clock. You know, he, he, you're just pulling aside so he can kill you. Like, you're just, yeah, what are you doing, Kemp? Yeah. You're schmuck. So then the invisible man ties Kemp up and he's like, I'm going to take the handbrake off and you're going to die. You're going to fall off that cliff and there's, die. There's a great bit of wire work when after he's tied up, like, they use wires to, like, put Kemp back in yeah. the car, which is actually kind of great. But yeah, I, this is one of my favorite scenes in the movie, too, where Griffin is torturing Kemp by explicitly telling him exactly how he's going to die after he gets pushed off the cliff. You'll break your arms, Kemp, and then perhaps you'll do a somersault, yeah. and then the car will burst into flames. And just, like, I love his detailed explanation yeah. of every little You'll hit that impact. rock, and then you'll break your legs. Yeah, It's just and fucking... Then, he's, so he's relishing, like, like torturing Kemp so much just with his description. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he takes Kemp. a handbrake off in the car, flies off a cliff, and explodes in midair, because that's how really cars does. work in movies. Invisible man cackle his Joker laugh. He's yeah. he, like, as the guy inside is dying, like on fire, going, Woo! <laughs> and like, it's a really good car explosion yeah. crash thing. And Kemp is wiped the fuck yep. out. Yeah. Yeah. The invisible man kept his word, fucked him up good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Poor Kemp. Yeah. I guess. He's a schmuck, but he yeah. didn't deserve that. Yeah. Yeah. His only crime was liking a crazy girl. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Uh, you know what it would have been better, I feel? No, well, maybe not better, but would have added something to it mm-hmm. if at some point uh, Griffin had heard Kemp professing his love about Florence. I and then see he could that have be a little more a, a, an even bigger reason. Uh, but then again, him being so petty that you know he just called the cops and he's like, ah, "I'll kill you for that." Yeah, that which that's actually kind of great because I yeah, this is kind of a I, neutral I think thing. I actually Either works. That. I'm kind of surprised that. Uh, but it would have made for an interesting point. Kemp and the cops are so stupid and predictable. I'm kind of surprised that um, Griffin even had to follow him back to his house to get into the car. Because yeah. he could have just been like, I just waited for you because I know you just come back home and get your own fucking car. I didn't even have to, like, all these precautions you took downtown didn't mean shit because I know you just come back to your house. Yeah. And he could have just been waiting there instead. <laughs> you know what he could have done? He could have got been like, I'll just wait for you at your house. And then he gets in there and like, I don't know. 8 a.m. in the morning, but all the clocks are put at 10. Oh, like, that'd be- oh fuck, it's 10 all the time! <laughs> oh, no! I got brain fucked. Uh, the Invisible Man. So then, um, um, uh, Griffin goes into a hayloft for sleepy time. And so, you think since he's so all-powerful and he's an Invisible Man, he could find some place to sleep that's not a hayloft. Yeah. Although I guess it's close enough. Like it's been a long day. It's been a long couple days for the <laughs> Invisible Man. He's like, ooh, comfortable. <laughs> and it's <you> know, <laughs> cozy. But yeah, you just see him. He goes into the hayloft, tiny ass little barn. Yeah, it's more of a hayloft than an actually even a yeah. barn because there's not even space for animals and stuff. They're yeah. really just like a, a bunch of hay and some and so, some tools. And it cuts back to the cops. The cops have heard about Kemp got killed, and they're like, oh shit. And uh, oh, okay. Well, the, well this, this, this the only reason I bring this up, because this uh, involves the second great weird cop in this movie, the second mm. of two, uh, where um, the cops are now trying to figure out, like, well, what are we going to do now? Kemp got to, Kemp got whacked. What are we, like, shit. That, that was our bait. That was, our, that was our one bit of bait. And uh, there's a sleepy cop who says, he's got to sleep. They might catch him asleep. But this guy is, again, he's, like, just standing there, already half asleep himself. But the character performance is so fucking... If you go back and rewatch this movie again and keep yeah. your eye open for those two cops, uh, no, Fat Walsh cop and this guy, I didn't it's the first so one. I weird. Like, oh, yeah. Good. yeah, and this uh, guy's, yeah, he's got to sleep. They might catch him asleep. It's yeah. that kind of line reading, yeah. Uh, so some old neckbeard farmer. It really is, like a cartoon, like... Out of Clone High, like, yeah, yeah long beard, 
straw no, hat. No, except his be- he doesn't have any beard on his face. It all starts yeah, his kinda, chin yeah. and down. Neck beard. Uh, but he hears him snoring in the barn, and then he sneaks out and goes to the police station and is like, Excuse me, sir. There's breathing in me barn. <laughs> uh, so the cops are they all collect around the barn, and they're ready to get him out of the barn. And they're like, oh, you could get a reward if he's actually in there. And then they're like, hey, let's burn down this old fox barn. So he has to spend all 1,000 pounds of the reward money building the barn back. Whenever I watch this movie, I kind of think about that. Because, like, yeah, I totally watched out the guys. I'm glad it's on a big barn, but still 1,000 pounds (laughs) probably had the, yeah. Even just the hay inside that they're wasting in the middle of the winter. Yeah, yeah, that's probably 1,000 pounds right there. So they, they light the barn on fire, and then the cops slowly advance. They see some footprints in the snow. A pew, pew, pew. Shoe-shaped footprints, even though Griffin's supposed to be naked. Son of a bitch. Throwing that out there. Yeah. Um, and then uh, they shoot him. He goes, and falls down. Like, he didn't even try to, like, move quickly or no, anything. No, he didn't even try he's to just, juke or... I'm just gonna you walk think he could have walked out the back guys. of the... Like, maybe he went so crazy he thinks he's invulnerable to bolts and maybe shit. Maybe he suddenly thinks he's a ghost, just like yeah, the way the rest like of the movie kind of treats like him. He like, he was like, uh, can't have dirt under my fingernails. But footsteps in the snow! Oh, <laughs> it's so much you fun! No, it's an obvious thing. He's running right towards the cops, too, exactly. You think, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they shoot him. He falls down in the snow. And then... It is a nice effect of the body kind of flopping down in the snow. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's a hospital. And a doctor comes out and he's like, I don't think your gods will be needed anymore. He's very near the end. Uh, and then the doctor... Yeah, it turns out he got shot through both lungs and he's still slowly dying, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then uh, the doctor doctor and his crazy daughter show up and they're like, he wanted to see your daughter. And who are we to reject the wishes of a man who's killed over 120 people? Guy who's responsible for the death of all these people because he's trying to protect this fucking He wants criminal. to see his girlfriend one last time. Flora? Flora. Yeah. yeah. So she goes in there. She goes in there. Uh, and he's like, I failed. I meddled in things that man should leave alone. You know what? An ultimate cut should have been like, she starts talking to this empty pillow and everyone starts laughing like, you know, he actually died two hours ago. He's <laughs> talking to an empty bed. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you and your dad for fucking this shit up. You guys are both going to jail. Anyway, yeah. Uh, but you know, he does. Yeah, he apologizes. Yeah. He seems to be right and in his back like, mind. Father, come quickly. And now uh, he a skull. And now he a man. <laughs> and now he dead. Da, 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 da. And it's a really young, angelic-looking yeah, fucking Claude, Claude Rains, too. Yeah. They try to make, like, they put enough makeup on him. They try to make him look and, like he's, like, 22 years old. Yeah, it's I, good that this character got wiped out and everything, but I feel like the ending, it's it feels like they try to redeem him a little bit at the end, being like, oh, I meddled where I shouldn't yeah. have. Well, again, like, this... what's the point? He killed a ton of people. Yeah. The only thing I like about this ending, really, is that Flora is super sad. <laughs> yeah, it's. I guess they wanted to show that there's... Because like, this is one of the rare monster movies where the backup boyfriend doesn't survive to the end to take care of the girl once the monster yeah. he, he, main character is gone. And so I guess they wanted to at least show, even if he's going to get his comeuppance, at least he's a little bit like... At least he feels a little bad, bad about what he did. Mm. There's a little bit of like his, the old Griffin comes back long enough just to like... Be of a, a little bit of a comfort to Flora, I guess. I, guess. I mean, I'm fine with him at least like regaining his. It's it's nice to see what Griffin was like just for a flash second before <laughs> he went the, nuts. But the yeah. fact they're like, um, 
once he's dead, he'll turn invisible again because reasons. Yeah, I like even the dad says that like if he dies, he'll just turn invisible. How do you know this? No one's ever yeah. done this before. How do you <laughs> like? How do you know how any of this works? He could just be an invisible corpse. Like who the yeah yeah. Why would why would yeah him dying bring his body back? But I do like the effect of his. Yeah, his his like nerves and his skull and his like, is it coming is it back nerves and skull? I thought it was just. Like, I think it the is skull. just skull. Yeah, yeah. Because that's like, all that's inside people is skull. <laughs> it's just skull. Yeah, it Bill. Is. Yeah. Did you know there's a skeleton in you right now? Is it true? That's waiting to creepy. get out. Halloween lives in you forever, whether you like it or not. Uh, Ooh. Mm-hmm. Every time you eat, a skeleton is chewing your food. That's true. <laughs> eat the eats with your teeth teeth uh, teeth bones. Your yeah. face bones, your meat, your mouth. Man, bones. this would have been a great movie if it hadn't been for Uno, Connor, and Flora. <laughs> you know what? It would be very easy to cut those two characters out of this movie for the most part. Yeah, like you'd have uh, Invisible Man like monologuing about how even the moon's scared to be to an empty room. Yeah, but that would actually be kind of like he's crazy. You could yeah. be talking to a. You could just edit a cat over her face because she's not talking or moving. Just, just have a real doll sitting in the chair <laughs> exactly, and he's talking exactly, to that yeah. instead. Yeah, well, that he's bandaged up to kind of look like an invisible woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wouldn't be that hard. Claude Rains is awesome. This, this is worth movie, watching. This, this is this is a pretty good Universal yeah. monster films. Man, I think I'm going in the wrong order. <laughs> yeah, I well, should have started with like Dracula. Yeah, and gone oh, from there. You, you, I, Bride of Frankenstein is my sentiment, sentimental favorite. This is pr- pretty much objectively the best of the Universal monster movies in yeah. terms of like. The great lead actor, cool character that has music and it has editing. Mm-hmm. You know, even though it's only made a couple of years after Dracula, like that's just the like the state of the art of as a film has advanced enough that this actually kind of feels like an actual real movie. Yeah. Maybe not the kind of movie we would see these days, but Dracula is so like there's no background music, cameras always locked down. Mm-hmm. Like there's just ever it's just like watching a really boring stage play. At least there's something happening in this movie. There's trains exploding and people being pushed off of cliffs and cars that yeah. are on fire. Now, but, how long was this? When was Bride of Frankenstein? Bride of Frankenstein. So this is 33. Oh, Bride of Frankenstein is two years after this, 1935. So the, I guess, what? how come he could kill 100 plus people in this, but Bride of Frankenstein, two people in a bedroom, they're like, mm, no. That's make a good them point, moan. too, yeah. And I guess it was as a result of working with this that uh, James Whale wanted to make Claude Rains the, the, the head bad guy in uh, Bride of Frankenstein, too, for whatever reason. Like, yeah. I think uh, Claude Rains was unavailable or something hmm. like that. But that would have been cool to see. Yeah. What other roles should Claude Rains be in besides Hannibal Lecter? Claude All of Rains, them? Claude Rains should be the hero in the new Star Wars trilogy. <laughs> I mean, I love Daisy Ridley, but I'd love, I'd love to see what he does as, as yeah. at, uh, pretending to be a 17-year-old girl in the desert. Yeah, it's true. Um, he could be, <laughs> oh my god, new, new Spider-Man. Hmm. How do you think Claude Rains would have been as Obi-Wan Kenobi? When did he die? I wonder if he could have actually been alive. I think, I he think, must have died like in the yeah, 70s he died or in something. the 70s, I think. Um, let's see. Let's find out. Um, I'm just trying to think of iconic He would have been a really roles. good... Oh, 19, oh, 1967. So he was dead. Man, that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was born in 1889. Wow. So actually... So wait, he was in his 50s when he was in this movie. Hmm. Wow. Okay, hmm. so he's older than I thought. Because like I said, at the end, they, they kind of make him up for the one shot that he's actually in to make him look really young. Uh, but yeah, he would have been a great... Like, yeah, a great Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Even the voice, kind of the affectation of like, because you know, uh, Alec Guinness is like, Luke. It was like, he would have been Luke. Yuck. But anything, like, you would just like, <laughs> think of anything with an older, genteel British dude. He would have been perfect for that. Like, Bridge on the River Quiet. Actually, pretty much anything Alec Guinness has ever been in. Yeah. Um, anything at Gary Oldman. Actually, Claude Rains is Bram Stoker's Dracula with the big poofy hair and everything. So, so funny. Claude Rains is that Sid gener- Nancy. Claude Rains is that generation's Gary Oldman. Who- Willy Wonka. Huh? 
Eh. <laughs> who, who who was in between? Who's the in between? Claude Rain. We got Claude Rains. We got Gary Oldman. Who's the in between actor Ellen? that filled that role in between them? Genteel British dude, eh, or, no, no, or just somebody who gets enveloped in their roles? People claim that Marlon Brando was that because he would be like disappear into his roles, especially yeah. with the Godfather. I haven't seen enough. Mo- uh, That's what I'm saying. Marlon but I've heard Brando people say that about Marlon Brando. I don't know that much about like fifties, like that middle generation. People also say that about Leonardo DiCaprio, and I'm like, I know he's just Leonardo DiCaprio. He's fatter or skinnier, like like (laughs) he's playing Leonardo DiCaprio with a bad facial hair. A little bit. I mean, he was good in Wolf of Wall Street, but Mm. yeah, um, that's a good point. Uh, I have to think about that. We'll have to write a book report about that. No book report. No book report. But yeah, I have trivia about this movie. Goody. Uh, The Invisible Man was Claude Rains' first feature film. His character, his characteristic raspy voice was said to be the result of a gas attack he suffered while fighting in World War One, which also left him mostly blind in one eye. Hmm. Which you would never guess that you know he's not walking into the walls. It's almost like they would edit those scenes out. <laughs> it's almost like you don't need both <laughs> eyes to see. I just can't be no, no more, no more. I only have one eye, and I'm constantly walking into walls because I am a big idiot. <laughs> I'm a cartoon character. (laughs) (laughs) Boris Karloff had been Universal's original choice for the role of the Invisible Man, but he turned it down because he would not be seen on screen until the end. Uh, Director James Well wanted someone with more of an intellectual voice than Karloff anyway, so he selected Claude Rains after hearing uh, Rains' screen test being played in another room for another film. Uh, Until this film, Rains had primarily been a stage actor, though he had appeared in one silent movie. Uh, 1920s build thy house uh this was his first starring role in a sound film mm. which man claude Rains without sound would be kind of besides half the point uh when screenwriter rc sheriff came to hollywood to write this film he asked the staff at universal for a copy of the hd wells novel he was supposed to be adapting they didn't have one all they had were the 14 treatments done by previous writers on the project including one set in czarist russia and another and another set on mars uh, Sheriff eventually found a copy of the novel in a secondhand bookstore, read it, thought it would make an excellent picture to, uh, as it stood, and he wrote a script that, unlike Universal Dracula or Frankenstein, was close to the adaptation of the book. Which makes sense, because H.E. Wells was still alive when they made this, too. Hmm. Supposedly, H.E. H. Wells really dug this adaptation of, of, of his book. Yeah. And the last note, Claude Rain's daughter tells of a time when the two went to go see this movie in a theater years after it was made. It was bitterly cold, and his and Claude Rains' face was completely covered by a hat and scarf. When he spoke to ask for the tickets, the attendant immediately recognized his voice and wanted to let him in for free. Rains was quite upset at this and demanded that he pay full price. Uh, by everything I've ever heard about Claude Rains, he was super cool in that. Yeah, he never really let uh, fame get to his head too much, and yeah, he eventually just bought a farm in Pennsylvania and kind of retired there after a while. Yeah. Um and yeah, well, Claude Rains sounds a pretty cool guy and great fucking actor and this is a pretty good movie for 1933. This is not that bad. Yeah, this is like a better part of a decade before Citizen Kane of all things. And considering considering how people barely have the uh, patience for Citizen Kane and the yeah. special effects in this film, it's just, this this movie is kind of a marvel in a couple different ways. But... Yeah, I'm sure it blew people's fucking minds when it came out. Seriously, it's kind of funny that I don't think they yeah Claude Rains never played the Invisible Man again, which makes sense. He dies. It got, role kind of got taken over by Vincent Price, but who shows up at the end of Avon Costello, Mute Frankenstein, which I just found out this weekend. I have a bone to pick with you, <laughs> sir. <laughs> just on the way, yeah. So you've never seen that movie? Yeah, until this weekend I saw, well, I missed the first 10 minutes, so if you ever want to do it for Target Party, technically I have not seen all of Avon Costello, Mute Frankenstein. 
the fuck are you talking about saying it's a punching down or whatever the fuck you're complaining about it's not that good and Lugosi and this Nakata, I don't know. It just didn't seem that great. I I really got yelled at by not just you, but other people on Twitter for having that opinion. It's, the cor- <laughs> it's correct for being I would have to see like. it again. Maybe we could do it for Future Tardy Party Project. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, I've, just, I've never been a big fan of Lou Abbott and Bud Costello. Mm. If that's their names are, what are yeah. they? Are? Yeah. yeah. Also, I noticed that they can't, in that movie, they can't decide what their characters' names are versus, they keep on actually calling each other by their actual names, mm. even though they have other names in that movie, which is kind of funny. But also, Lugosi keeps on turning into a cartoon bat in that movie, which is kind of weird. <laughs> oh, because <laughs> the special effects at the time were so know, advanced. I know, I know, Should have turned into an actual bat. But like the movie Bella does Lugosi end with them running into the Invisible Man, and it's in Vincent Price. So it's got Vincent Price in it, so it can't be that bad. I'm the, hello boys I'm the it's Invisible a fantastic Man. movie and you are wrong did you see that as a kid yeah okay well, I could see that help I've seen a lot of people say uh, that as that is a childhood favorite of theirs mm-hmm. me coming out from 40 year old guy going brr, 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 I, brr, brr. I also don't th- feel like you or I might be wrong but I don't feel like you appreciate uh, uh, vaudeville in the same way that's I true do. too yeah you have a different con- like connection with that whereas I'm coming it from the monsters perspective you're coming it from the Abner Costello Vaudeville School of Comedies thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm rooting for the monsters. You're rooting for Bud Abbott and Costello. Yeah, man. Not really rude, but you know, but still. It's a, also, it's a I shitty... Com- I come for the comedy. You came for the monsters, and you're like, why isn't this story? If they actually at least had the real Frankenstein, that fucking Glenn Strange, who's a shitty fucking Frankenstein. I don't think that was their fault. I know it's not their fault. But it was funny, because then they made a movie with Karloff the next year. It's kind of mm-hmm. like, oh man, you missed your chance here. I mean, you could, yeah. Anyway, so that's the end. What that's it's neither here there. Like the shit changes year by year. Yeah, but that's. Uh, that's, I, have, that's... I, have, I have heard that uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people's opinion is them meet the mummy is the better of the films. Okay, which I haven't seen. So is I that just say the that. mummy? Is it not another, another so. monster rally? They yeah. recycle some of the same jokes. But, oh, which yeah, not surprised. But that's that's the how way shit they take then. out the Wolfman and Bat and Dracula. <laughs> yeah, Dracula's in bad form. Wolfman yeah. tackles him and jumps off a cliff. And they plunge into the sea. I was like, that's how they wipe out those two characters. This <laughs> okay. Oh man. Yeah, because there, yeah, there hasn't been any dumb monsters being taken out. Well, I just I love it's the wolf pulling a switch that explodes in. a fucking. Yeah, they randomly yeah. have an auto destructed uh, Frankenstein's castle yeah. for no reason. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's the Invisible neither. Man just gets shot. <laughs> well, at least he just gets shot. He didn't yeah. need like some kind of special thing to kill him, and he stayed dead. At least that incarnation of the Invisible Man. Uh, I think his cousin shows up in the sequels and is like mm. ex ex wife or not, which sucks there. because this is so I far know. the, the monst- quote unquote monster that deserves the most. Yeah, it seems like Claude Rains did a lot of work to try to separate him from horror films after this anyway. So I don't know. Even mm. if the Claude, even if uh, the Invisible, even if Jack Griffin didn't die in this movie, it sounds like they would have had a hard time bringing him back. I mean, he didn't yeah. want to come back for Bride of Frankenstein, but yeah. yeah so. Yeah. yeah, that was Invisible Man. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, me too. Like I said, that's probably my favorite, actual objective favorite of all the old Universal horror movies. I mean, movies. it says a lot that Una's screaming didn't ruin the movie for yeah, me. Yeah, she's only in it for ten minutes, but yeah, that's that kind of a righteous ten minutes. That's a right I like ten Una, Connor. Yeah, you can. That's fine. Yeah, we can have our uh, disagreements. <laughs> uh, you know um, what? I was fine with her in Robin Hood. It's not Una. I, I hate. It's I know, her, but just like it's James Whale doing the theatrical. Yeah, well, it's, no, make it bigger. It's a very live performance. Like that, that performance is big enough. That's better suited to a like like live venue, an actual play, as opposed to 
like if you don't need to be that crazy in a movie because you're right there yeah yeah it's it's yeah it's it's kind of almost a vaudevillian performance. It's mm-hmm. a very live, oh, very, very broad. Very... She's literally playing to the back gallery, playing mm-hmm. that back row seats kind of thing. But, yeah. But, yeah, so, uh, but, my... Hey, Bill, what's going on next time? Oh, uh, okay, it's my project next time, and I was not planning to do this until next Halloween, but uh, friends of the podcast, Jimmy Conley and uh, Conley Press... Wait. Jimmy Connolly. Jimmy Connolly. No. <laughs> Our friends of the podcast, Jimmy and Connolly, uh, they're also known as the Presslers, uh, they are hell-bent on making sure that I watch Adam's Family's Values uh, in time for Thanksgiving, because according to them, it is a Thanksgiving movie. I mean, you can look at it that way, yeah. Yeah, because I guess there is a Thanksgiving Day uh, play in the movie. Mm-hmm. And so my next episode will air. I think it's, I, that episode will, will air the week before Thanksgiving. Uh, but, yeah, so we're gonna have a little turkey treat for you guys. We're going back to the Adams Family well. Gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Get to see some actual, quote-unquote, hot Christina Ricci in this movie. Uh, she's still too young for you to say that. I know, because she's like 14, (laughs) she was 12 in the first one. But, like, uh, that's what I was, well, then again, the people I always heard that from were kids her age. Yeah, it was age age appropriate. So, so. I'm just saying, I don't think, I've I've never seen the movie, so, but I've always heard from other people going, oh, yeah, that's, that's how I first had my, hmm, how you doing? That's how I woke up. So, I'll find out for myself in the next week or so. Yeah, you might want to keep it to yourself. (laughs) Seriously, yeah. Because this becomes FBI evidence of our record like oh yeah christina ricci she's 14 grass on the field let's play ball yeah, yeah you don't want that, that shit going on yeah no. so but yeah adam's family values next week yeah we'll see if you like it as much <laughs> as the first one that first one was good fucking times yeah, yeah. i'm a little worried we'll because see. i know this is another case of somebody trying to use fester to get the family fortune which is the, the first one was about yeah but it's Plus one of your Joan favorite yeah, yeah so we'll find out yeah yeah we'll find out next time <sighs> When Mudrin on Twitter sees it and the Grumpy Turtle on Twitter talks to him about it. Okay. On Tardy, at Tardy Podcast on Twitter, TardyPodcast.com. Where are those places? Okay. Share us with your... Share us with your friends. Retweet us, maybe. I don't yeah. know. Talk to us. Tweet at us. Say, talk talk to us, us, please. We're so lonely. Give us for suggestions. We have to see a plea. We, we, <laughs> we, we are the floors so of lonely. the internet. We just oh. need friends. I just want people named Jack we to still, talk to me. We 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 have one person who keeps on talking about how we need to do the magic flute. We'll talk about the yeah. magic flute someday. Sorry. But aside from that, any other suggestion would be welcome too. So. Uh, tell us what role you would have liked to see Claude Rains in. Yeah, that that's a good little project. Yeah, Claude Rains. Oh, your homework is is to give us suggestions. Yeah, modern day film roles, right? Not yeah, just any film roles, or just but any. any film roles. Yeah, because fucking he's Claude Rains and he's awesome. Yeah, and I've only seen four movies with him. Exactly. Yeah, we need but more. But he's awesome. So yeah, maybe we'll we watch more Claude Rains and Wise. Okay, yeah. cool. So, so until next time, everybody, keep filling your holes with pop culture. Well, everybody, take care, guys. Bye. <laughs>